First and Goal with Brian Weber and Nick Ferguson is live 1 to 8 p.m. every Sunday throughout the season. The NFL is on. Tune in. Cordell, I'd like a concession directly said by you. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in all of football. No, I won't say it. How can you deny that? Because you got the guy number 12 in New England that is the best. He's won more championships and he's done it. Better than anyone The best has ever current done. quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. Currently. So let me let, let me help you real quick. The Kool Aid you're drinking right now is the one that we all are drinking. We're a prisoner of the moment. We just saw a phenomenal game by a Green Bay Packer team that basically came into Dallas again, came from behind and got a quality victory over a team that's struggling right now defensively. They don't know which end is up when it comes to playing defense. I don't know what Marinelli is doing. He needs to lose his job. Plain and simple, I'm not sugarcoating it. Cordell. This is the same thing that happened last year <laughs> in the postseason. You guys are going to play the political game. I'm going to give you the facts. I, I'm not. I'm watching the same game. You cannot continue to play this man coverage or this blitz coverage or whatever, and these guys are playing one-on-one on the outside, and these corners are about as average as average can be. So at the end of the day, this game, yes, Aaron Rodgers did a phenomenal job. But when you mention the best quarterback in all of football, it's hard for me to give that. But he's playing some great football right now. Yes, he is. So, so Cordell, so Tom Brady is the best quarterback to ever live. Is it safe to say that Aaron Rodgers, you can slot him in as maybe 1B maybe and being as one of the most clutch quarterbacks because he did it to Dallas again. Now, when you say clutch, that's different. That's a different conversation. Clutch quarterbacks, yes, because think about what he does when he's under pressure. He's about one of the most calm quarterbacks under pressure when it comes to completing passes, uh, completing touchdowns or what have you. Under duress, he is one of the best quarterbacks to have ever played the game. I will say that. But when you say the best ever, I can only give you one championship. I got five I can give you for the other guy, number 12. I mean, it's kind of hard to do that. You got other quarterbacks like the Troy Aikmans that's won multiple championships. And then we're going to say, well, he had all the talent around him. Well, yeah, he did. He has it. Right now, Aaron Rodgers is getting it done with guys who are injured, guys who are playing, guys who are playing healthy, all of the above. But to say he's the best to ever do it? No, no, no. I'm just saying the best current quarterback with the understanding that Tom Brady is the greatest of all time, although you know I'm still a Montana guy. He's Cordell Stewart. I'm Brian Weber. I'm old. All my references come from the late 1980s. All right, partner. I'm just going to say a couple words and turn off my microphone. Ben Roethlisberger, (laughs) your thoughts. Horrible. Horrible performance today. It's almost like what we talked about on our show and and how when going after Antonio Brown and, and making it sound like he wasn't throwing him under the bus, and but yet he was throwing him under the bus, you know, because I'm, I'm a big stickler of this. And Nick Ferguson, you may agree, you may not, is when you ever, whenever you have problems, if you're a leader on the team, especially a quarterback, the worst thing you can do as a teammate or a player is to give the media anything that you talk about when it comes down to maybe the disagreements in the locker room, on the field, uh, 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 to, to on the practice field or what have you. It's more about making sure that it's understood that, yeah, we had our differences. Yeah, he was frustrated, but we got him resolved. He's okay. That's my guy. Woo, woo, woo. But when you start saying things like his temper tantrums, he don't want to listen to anybody. I try to talk to him. All, all he has to do is come over and just talk to me and, you know, so on and so forth. It somewhat puts me in the position, as I said, even um, when watching everything on, 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 on the games, I was saying to myself, you know, yeah, you know what? I get your point. But at the end of the day, all of a sudden now you throw five interceptions. Uh, it, it's not a bad look. And I won't say it was because of that. 
But that was a bad game, one of the most horrible games, I would say, that Ben Roethlisberger, ben Roethlisberger has had since he's been in Pittsburgh. So, so Cordell, you know, and I feel you, I'm with you, but when you hear Big Ben in his post-game interview talk about, hey, you know, the fact that, you know, I may be done, especially, like you're saying, after during the week criticizing A.B. for his tirade, you know, on the sideline, if you're in that locker room and you, and, and, and you hear your quarterback say that, what does that say to everyone else in that still a locker room who's still fighting? You might be giving, giving up on me. There's no reason for you to talk about anything dealing with postseason football, meaning you're retiring, you're giving up the game. There's no such thing as you're done. You, you take the wins like a champ, you take the losses like a champ. You're not done until the season is over with. Yes, there were a bunch of conversations being had um, at the end of last season after losing to New England and saying he's thinking about retiring and then coming back in April during OTAs and asked, being asked the same question and says, I don't know, excuse me, I don't know for sure if I'm coming back. So now all of a sudden you get this sound, this presser, if, if that's what you're alluding to, Nick, is, is that after the game he mentioned he think he's done, he may be done. Come on, man. Like, let's, let's get away from the prima donna mentality and feelings of, of the loss you just, you know, dealt with. And, of course, everything fell on his shoulders today. Five turnovers. While last week it was A.B., a- he apologized for it. I sat here and said, you know what? Of all players on this team that show up every single week, whether it's Le'Veon Bell being gone, whether it's Martavis Bryant being gone because of injury or suspensions, who's the guy that's there? Nick, I think you know the answer. It's number 84. It's Antonio Brown. And so here it is. It was all about A.B. last year, last week, excuse me, last week. And now all of a sudden this week it gets to be about Ben Roethlisberger. Now you say he's thinking about being done. You think he's done? Come on, man. If the guys in the locker room are hearing this, they don't know for sure if you're all in. They're trying to figure it out. Has he gotten too big for the game is the next question that needs to be asked. Because when you sound like you're the front office and you sound like you're, you're, you're one of the officials in the National Football League addressing the behavior of your teammate on the sideline, and then you come back and you make this soundbite be one of the headlines of why, you know, the game, the ending of the game, and, and how you feel about the outcome of the game, which is, I may be done. Ah, it's almost as if he's on the outside looking in, and I don't know for sure if he's necessarily committed to the game if he make that type of statement, because there's no, you know, we don't need the victim role of feeling sorry for anybody. Play the game. Hey, you threw five picks. Let's get ready for next week. The season's not over with. And that's where I'm wondering if this is where it's going. If he's playing the out game, I'm wondering if this is how he's going to go out because he's much better than that. But we only can go off of what he said. Taking you around the league with Cordell Stewart, a preview of what's coming up tomorrow when we rejoin you for NFL No Huddle for Eastern. Hope you can catch that show every weekday. We're with you 4 to 7 Eastern. Cordell, let's head to Cleveland. So a year ago, you, Nick, and I defended the Browns, and we went through a litany of near misses saying, yeah, they were 1-15, but if you watch games, probably they should have won four to five games. Well, if you're watching games this year, they don't have a chance. 0-5, and yes, they got Miles Garrett back from the ankle injury as the number one overall pick made his NFL debut, but Deshaun Kaiser threw another interception. He's got nine now, the most in all of football, benched and had Kevin Hogan take over second half. Hugh Jackson is now 1-20 during his run in Cleveland. What's going to change with the Browns? Oh, that I mean, how can it get any better is the question. Um, how bad has it been for the Cleveland Browns? Um, it's been pretty horrendous, to say the least. Kaiser, 
Uh, he's struggling, I think, across the board. They all they all are. Uh, you see them make some good plays, and then they make some bad plays. And, and, and while making excuses for them may be the easy out, I like to say this is a young football team. You know, I like to say it's a young football team similar to the San Francisco 49ers, where they're young players starting, getting their first run at being starters in the game, and, and, and a coach uh, and an organization that's trying to find their way. I mean, just not so long ago in the last couple of drafts, They've given up some spots for some players just to have the numbers. Right. You know, they, they traded more the numbers game as opposed to talent. They traded down and passed on Carson Wentz. They traded down and passed on Deshaun Watson. At some point, are they going to find a quarterback? Well, they end up finding one in Brock Osweiler. How did that work out for him? Comeback player of the year. Yeah, comeback player of the year. So, yeah. <laughs> comeback to point, the exactly. Broncos. That's all. Yeah. I mean, that's the greatest place in the world for him, isn't it? Did he say that? Uh, he's so happy right now. He's back where he <laughs> where he feel in his heart. Probably he should have stayed. Uh, but it's a much better football team in Denver uh, than the other teams. But guess what? He got paid and had a chance to come back. He is the luckiest man on earth. Let's just say that. But Cleveland is struggling across the board. I would say even from the front office all the way down to the last guy on the roster. They're just struggling tremendously, man. And it's, it's showing on the football field through inconsistency, uh, through personnels, uh, the personnel groupings, uh, to play calling, to – execution, situational football, just X's and O's across the board. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's while looking like they're in some games, uh, it also looks as if they're just that far away from actually having a chance to win a game. So uh, while moving to Hogan, um, I get that's the move they made, but let's just be realistic and transparent. I know you went 16 of 19 for two TDs and one INT. Uh, the turnovers are still a part of it, and that's one thing I think they need to get rid of, which is the turnovers to help this team at least look like they're trying to be the part. I mean, came close, but I think this conversation is being had because a lot of people thought that the Jets would be that bad, meaning tanking the season because of all the pieces that got written up, rid of. But guess what? <laughs> they're three and two. <laughs> they're three and two right now. Have a Coke and a smile on that one, Brian Weber. Diet Coke, by the way. Thank that, you. That's pretty impressive. Another contemporary reference. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to do all of the Eddie Murphy routines from the 1980s and 90s. Goody Nick, Google. Goody Google. Goody Google. I want half, Nick. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. You know, let's stick, stick, stick with that, uh, that narrative we're talking about NFL quarterbacks. Carson Palmer, a lot of been said about him coming into the season. Uh, last week, he did not fare well. And it seemed like this week, 28 of 40 for 291 yards. One touchdown and only one score for the Arizona Cardinals. We know about David Johnson. He's not there. So Carson Palmer doesn't have an outlet to help him. So if you're Bruce Arians, what what are you thinking at this time? Is it time for them to find an heir apparent to Carson Palmer and just kind of, you know, put this past and this era behind them? Yeah, I mean, I, I had this conversation again on our show on No Huddle during the week and just trying to figure out um, – what direction do they want to go in? Because their commitment is obvious uh, to Carson Palmer. Um, and, and for me, the team is a really good football team overall. It's just the inability of the quarterback position to be consistent, whether it be his, in his style of play or even his health. Um, it's proven to me that he's not capable of getting it done. And, and the writing is completely on the wall. If it ever gets to the point where someone feel like, you know, he still has it in him, uh, I, th- I think they're fooling themselves, but it's about time for Carson Palmer to put up the cleats, man. He needs to get the old school um, Marshawn Lynch pick of having his cleats hung across the barbed wires in the street, so to speak, and allow his 15-year career to end 
uh, after this season because it's really that bad for Arizona. They don't really have a chance starting out uh, the gates when it comes down to playing because of his inability to be in productive. Now, it's not saying his career wasn't a good one. It's just I think he's at the bitter end of it. And, and right now, uh, being at the age of 37, it's showing its ugly face. I mean, they've taken time off uh, for him in practice to allow him to rest, and he's come back looking even like he's struggling even more than we've ever seen him struggle uh, when it comes down to just his body language. Um, it's like when it's time to make a play, it's like he, he has to take three steps to get going before he can actually get going, and by then he's sacked. Uh, so it's just a, a thing of David Johnson's not a part of the mix. Um, seeing him not in, in, in the game I think makes it harder for Coach Bruce Arians when it comes down to how he calls the game. So now it's time to go to the collegiate ranks. And, and I think really put themselves in position to figure out who's really the next man up uh, for this organization so that they can have an opportunity to move forward. And then when you look at who they have, who's their, who's their quarterback, Brian Weber? Who's this young kid they have? Uh, is it Sam Denard? Uh, wondering if they would have a chance, Arizona, to even try to grab him since he's right there on the West Coast. And Sam Darnold at USC, right. Yeah, Sam Darnold. Yeah, so it, wondering if that can come to fruition if he chooses to come out because he doesn't have to because he'll still have one more year left. But he's playing some really, really good football. So it's just a matter of trying to find someone in free agency. Uh, if there is anyone, you got a Kirk Cousins, who I assume uh, may not want to be in Washington, but they're, they're playing some really good football. He is. I think the team is as well. Uh, that may be someone that's out there that could be gotten. Um, if, if, if it just so happens he denies or, or even rejects the contract. Cause I think if he keeps playing good, he stays in Washington and we haven't seen anything with, with, with Jimmy Garoppolo yet with an extension of some sort for him uh, to fill in for Tom Brady or even have it while Tom Brady's still there, just in case something were to happen to Tom, they'll have their guys sitting there waiting in the wings. So, you know, it's a, it's a few situations and opportunities out there. They're just going to have to jump on it now and not wait. And I'm shocked that they hadn't made the move uh, sooner than they have right now, because as you mentioned, Nick, you mentioned Carson Palmer's name. He's the weak link to this whole entire deal. And conversely, Carson Wentz was terrific for the Eagles, four touchdown passes. Cordell, we got two minutes left before we bring in Peter King, our friend from the MMQB. I'll give you the final word. How disappointing was it to see the Rams commit five turnovers? Man. I know they had a chance to win the game, but felt like they missed an opportunity to make a statement against Seattle. I won't lie to you, man. I, I, I've become a fan of, of what they've been doing as of lately. Because comparison to what they did last year, Brian and Nick, it's really it's really a pleasure to watch that team play considering everything that they've gone through. And and mind you, I know three and one last year was three and one this year. Uh, but for me, when I look at this, I honestly will say this is that they're capable of scoring. They're capable of competing. It just goes to show you when you play against one of the better teams in the league, you cannot commit those amount of turnovers and expect to compete, let alone score those amount of points that they've been known to score starting out in the first four games of the season. Great job, partner. Enjoy your night. And here's a preview of our program tomorrow. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in all of football right now. And how about this preview tomorrow? Nick Ferguson, Brian Weber, afraid to ride with the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> y'all are the scariest two I've ever met in my life. Come All the noise y'all talked about last year and this year, if there's a time to jump on a bandwagon, you're so lackluster in your your confidence, you're not even riding with the team. And they beat the Steelers at home. But you know Five what, turnovers. You know what that says about us, Cordell, opposed to you? 
you know, we're, you're we're not, not smart. No, we're, we're not that same. Way. We don't like to toss it in people's faces already. No, you, you, are you kidding me? No, we don't. Do Nick that. Ferguson, listen to me. You all the know tweets it. you put out on Twitter, all the stuff that Brian Weber brings to the show and even throw out there about other teams. Are you kidding me? There you we, guys have jumped on the bad wagon to win a division, going into the playoffs, and even Brian Weber said they're going to the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Now all of a sudden, you guys are retracting your step. No, no, no. no, no. We don't have to gloat. Oh, and then you guys the are talking together too. By the way, look at this. Look at this. Cordell. I like this. You know what? Beavers and Butthead have a good time. Wow. <laughs> You know, the mic. <laughs> you know that I we know, know that you know that yes. exactly. I know that you guys pick Jacksonville and you're not riding with them. So leave it alone. Goodbye, Cordell. Bye-bye. The NFL is on TuneIn. First and goal with Brian Weber and Nick Ferguson. Hear every score as it happens live every Sunday throughout the season from 1 to 8 p.m. Eastern.